Welcome to the Healing Dreams Project. Exploring projective dream work for your health and wholeness. Hello and welcome to the Healing Dreams Project with Billy Ortiz and Dr. Royce Fitz. My name is Viviana and today's guest is Brenda Faramani. She is a painter of dreams. She began as a graphic designer in the state of Colorado. And in the 1990s, she started focusing on painting dreams exclusively to add a new direction from the commercial expression that she had been doing. Dreams have been instrumental into unlocking other dimensions for her. She wanted to focus on working on the power that dreams have to impact and help make conscious choices. Welcome, Brenda. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. And I also wanted to welcome Billy and Royce to today's episode. I'm so excited Brenda's here. I've known Brenda for nearly 20 years and I just love her and I love her artwork and I love her stories. And we've got this great slideshow to, to focus her art today. So this will be fun. One of the things that touched me about uh, your work, Brenda, and, and Viviana highlighted that at the very end of the intro is how to make that, how the dreams help us with conscious choices, the waking life. And uh, so that also is another reason I am looking forward to hearing more of your wisdom and your artistic stuff from the dream world. Absolutely. It's been wonderful for me to, uh, to explore that. And, and, and it's a kind of dream work too. Mm -hmm. it your is, art, I can... your yeah. artwork is a kind of dream work. The process of yeah. putting dreams on canvas or in any medium is a kind of dream work you live with the dream so yeah i'm excited to share that with you guys so should i start the slideshow so you can tell us about some of your work okay let's okay. get going here well you you probably want to know uh, how i got into painting dreams uh, back in the 1990s uh, dream art wasn't even known as a genre of art. And, uh, you know, I had no idea even what to call it. But I felt compelled to sketch my dreams. I was having these recurring dreams that were kind of disturbing uh, about flying every night flying and it was exhilarating. It was wonderful in the beginning. And then at the end, I would be pulled down by uh, usually human hands or people who wanted to murder me or driven out of the sky by thunderstorms or whatever. And it was, it, it happened so regularly that I, I had to pay attention. It was like, this means something. Mm -hmm. And it felt like it was, uh, uh, so important like to, to it was like a life or death matter to find out about this so I started reading about dreams and I found Carl Jung and uh, a lot of other uh, experts out there the internet was actually kind of new back then yeah. so I remember you know, those days. 
<laughs> right. And so I went to the library for a lot of my research. And uh, along my journey, I consulted a psychic astrologer. And uh, it was very amazing what she, uh, you may want to show the sketch. Okay, let's, let's move forward. That. Yeah. Yeah. Go to. Those, are, those are some of the sketches that I did, you know, I just doodled everywhere like uh, uh, kind of like in the movie Close Encounters of a Fourth Kind, uh, when Richard Dreyfus has got all the clay and the dirt and he's constantly making the devil's tower and, uh, you know, driving himself crazy and everybody else. Well, I was kind of like doing this on everything and in everything. And here's a couple of I'm sorry. Brenda, if, if I can just interrupt. Uh, so before you started doing this research on your dreams, had you paid much attention to dreams in your life before the nighttime dreams? I always had really vivid dreams. I even have a dream from early childhood that I remember Okay. that st stayed with me, but I had no idea what it meant. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. with my upbringing, it was kind of taboo because it's kind of linked to the occult. You're, you're looking for meaning that, that only God could give you. And I don't know why certain people feel that way because throughout history, people have uh, thought, have, have seen dreams as a way of God talking to you. Mm -hmm. And it's even in the Bible, you know, but my religion didn't allow that, so. So that, that's a very, fascinating piece and again I don't want to sidetrack us too much because you have such beautiful images that we need to look at but that part about in my projection if that were me my uh, dream life was repressed and it was not stopping though I kept having dreams but how my waking self and how the institutions that I knew most intimately kept telling me no don't go there and, and, and so it sounds like that you had this turning point where your dreams became uh, insistent uh, <laughs> on, on uh, being explored. So that's all I wanted to reflect on. And I know a little bit about your religious background and, uh, right. <laughs> and, and we, we don't necessarily need to get into that, but I, it, I'd forgotten that piece mm. until you mentioned it again. And so these dreams are coming. And so you were compulsively almost sketching uh, these images. Right. And so, uh, yeah, I always lived in my dream life, whether anyone uh, would allow it or not. It was kind of secret for me. And mm -hmm. I think it's important for people to know that, because I think a lot of people relate to that on different levels, that the dream life is not to be paid attention to that it's frivolous that it's uh oh it's often very much dismissed i mean i still yeah. run up against that constantly i mean right. people ask me is there really anything to it mm -hmm. you know I'm like <laughs> you need to come right. you need to come and explore and and find right. out more so tell us yeah. more about the sketch and then we'll move to the next image so this okay is well this is the sketch and so uh, I began my search for meaning, uh, of understanding the meaning of these dreams that I had all the time that really seemed nightmarish and seemed like a uh, life or death issue. 
And so uh, one of the people I visited was an astrologer uh, psychic, which was really taboo. But I was uh, at that point, not really, I had left my religion. And I was kind of in this desert of uh, not believing anything. In fact, I thought I was atheist. And and then I thought, no, that's too extreme, because I really just don't know. So I I thought of myself then as an agnostic. And it it just seemed like that hole of uh, leaving my religion just left a big hole of nothingness where spirituality used to be because I just completely cut that off but uh, when I had my chart done what was interesting is you can see here on the chart that uh, Jupiter uh, is in the ninth house which represents spirituality and higher thinking and philosophy and everything and it's right in my midheaven and then directly below me is Saturn which is a a restrictive force and, uh, you know, limitations and all that. And so what was fascinating to me is that this was like, this is thought of as like a birth uh, blueprint. You know, the moment you come out, there's your blueprint, you know? (laughs) And so, so that was living alive inside me. And these forces are pulling up and down, up and down, you know. And as an astrologer, I see that you're you're a Sagittarius, and so the ruler of your whole chart is that Jupiter in the ninth house in your midheaven, in Pisces, and Pisces is the is the land of dreams. If there isn't, you know, a, a so beautiful, yes. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, and so. Um, this woman, this very wise woman who really started me uh, investigating more, feeling free to investigate more these rather taboo things. She said, you're a very spiritual person. And and so then I I didn't really feel spiritual at the time. And I even asked my husband, do you think I'm spiritual? And he said, yeah, he says, you do have that tendency. (laughs) And then all of of a sudden I, I, felt like I had permission mm. to be spiritual without religion. And, uh, and so, and so from that day on, I began to really delve into my dream, these images down on canvas and, uh, just to express the feelings. And so those sketches that you saw in the beginning, uh, ended up, uh, these are the end products really appreciate that insight. And, uh, yeah, it, it was true that it became a, a, an actual physical thing for me to be held back and to find out that Jupiter, uh, the expansiveness, especially in the area of spirituality uh, and expression, was freeing to me. Now I could make conscious choices. Now I could say, I, I feel the restriction, but I can I can move into expansion and I can uh, say yes to more things. And I can, uh, I feel free to believe anything I want, to uh, think anything I want. And that is so valuable, especially for an artist. You can't limit uh, an artist's world uh, view. They can't, they need to be free to explore anything and any subject and 
entertain any thought or image, which I wasn't allowed to before. So this was very freeing for me. And with all this new information, I really began to change and drop a lot of my conditioning and, and uh, outdated ways of thinking and viewing the world. And, and that's reflected in this uh, painting called Beauty's Challenge, where uh, there's a, a building called, uh, it's an actual beauty shop. And uh, there's in the sky, there are nest of snakes uh, intertwined. And then, then they start to Un unwind and fall to the earth and they're all over the beauty shop and mm. all in the air and I fly up into the air and I see this with a bigger perspective and so that I, I really feel that's my mind changing and then it's actually being integrated and made into something this, physical. This gives me goosebumps. I've seen mm -hmm. this image before but not in a long time and not having you and not ever having heard you tie that together the way you did with your expansion and growth. I, I, I need to say this, I, as a theologian, as part of my world, and I've studied Middle Eastern and Western religious groups, faith groups, and I know about your background, Brenda, you know, I've had little conversations, and you are transforming that background of rigidity and wounding and uh, con constriction into this beautiful imagery of expansion and healing. And you have all of these snakes, you know, and, and many uh, people look at snakes as creepy, crawly, evil energies. And again, out of that old religious background, that's what in my view, in my projection, that's what I experienced. And you've, you've allowed the truth of the transformative power of, of what snake means in other forms, right. which is very healing and very life changing. And, and here it looks like a beautiful Southwestern <laughs> Adobe building. I didn't know it was a beauty shop. And what a beautiful, what a beautiful image that you created that uh, is inviting you and inviting all of us to look at a, a new way to live. And as I, as I mentioned before, your sun sign is Jupiter. Mm. And there's the sun behind you uh, representing Jupiter. Uh, sorry, Sagittarius. Sagittarius is, uh, is ruled by Jupiter. And then Saturn is down there at the bottom. Also, mm -hmm. just wow, mm -hmm. just yeah. remarkable image and mm. beautiful uh, everything. Stunning okay. work. Well, uh, you can't really divorce my feelings of spirituality uh, from my paintings. It's a very much a part of it. Uh, sometimes I wish it wasn't, but it it's it's who I am, and I it I'm trying to express that feeling of of having been restricted and now being free. Wow! Oh. Well, amazing. See the next one here. You you can switch it now to the I'm next. Trying, I'm trying to. It's, oh, okay. <laughs> it's not letting. It's taking a second here. As as you're switching, you you said something about the piece that sometimes you wish it wasn't so much a part of your spirituality and in my projection of that were me it's like ouch there's some sorrow or pain there yeah well 
uh, I'd, if you, if you're looking at things commercially, it is, you know, a lot of people are find this kind of journey that I'm taking in personal growth with my artwork kind of scary yeah. because yeah. it takes them to those places too, I yeah. think. Yes. Um, and this well is, this is the one that uh, you and I talked about, Royce, called Enlightenment. It's mm. a, a depiction of people on the shore, uh, a rocky shore with trees and uh, an ocean. And everybody's eagerly uh, awaiting this kind of celestial event that's going to occur with no fear. They're excited. Mm. A star is to collide with the ocean. And I'm in the dream too, but my perspective is I'm way out in the ocean, like swimming, and I'm telling it, screaming to everyone, stay at least a mile away. <laughs> you know? And uh, so uh, this painting was exhibited in Santa Cruz, California, at, the, at my very first International Association for the Study of Dreams, IASD, uh, conference dream conference and they always have an art show and it was part of the 2001 dream odyssey show and people kept saying that landscape looks just like santa cruz uh, and wow. then then i had this feeling that not only was i awakening in some way from focusing in but all i had all these uh, this community all these other dreamers that were also with me uh, experiencing a kind of awakening mm. and that was very exciting for me cool? i live in santa cruz or i, oh, I, I teach at uc santa cruz oh so. you do. <laughs> <laughs> is that true I, I i i didn't see much of the ocean but they said it looks a lot like it oh absolutely even though those trees there uh i mean it could be a kind of cypress and that the whole coastline is is filled with the, the cypress trees the windswept trees yeah and so then uh the next painting we have here is called the silver tool and uh it's i call it a recipe for creation mm -hmm. my son and i used to talk a lot about uh, uh how humans create and how everything starts with an idea first and and then uh, eventually it becomes concrete through descending into these different planes of expression and so they're here in my painting there are four planets and in my dream I had a silver tool that was like a, a, a protractor and as I completed each circle there would be another world and then my son came and said, can I use that, mom? And he took it from me. And he's an artist, too. So I, I thought it was a lot about how humans create. Mm. So that's great. And I focused here uh, close up on the, the mind, the sphere of the mind. And you can tell that's where I spend a lot of time. I think way too much. <laughs> I, I always love your your planets and your moons and everything that you do that that's always so beautiful and then now we're getting to some of my favorite stories too that i remember from brenda for me all the years that you've told these stories about every retreat and we do the um what is it the artist uh studio tours 
and you have people come into your home and look at your at their at your paintings. These are great uh, stories. Yeah, I have a lot of stories, and this one was uh, very profound for me. I had uh, uh, I kind of incubated a dream. What what was my purpose? in life. I always want to know that. I, I never feel like I'm on the right path for some reason. So I asked, what is my purpose? And in the dream, I, I wake up inside a tree. <laughs> and above me, I can see countless rings above me. And I hear this disembodied voice that says, chart the growth of the tree. Mm. Wow. And so I have a sketch here depicted for those of you who are just listening to this blog. Um, and it's nothing like the painting, but it, it, it keeps it, it, it keeps it in mind, you know, uh, and for a future reference. And I did eventually get back to that dream and paint it because it was, it stayed with me in my heart and I rendered it two different ways. The first way was, uh, uh, as a bristle cone pine, kind of uh, pattern after Ansel Adams' Jeffrey Pine, famous painting, and I always saw a, a human figure in that, in the shape of the tree, so I uh, told the, the dream that way, uh, the voices, the little oar about in the lake, and then I uh, also painted Soul Tree, which I think is a more accurate depiction of the dream because uh, it felt like a, a really tall tree. And I was inside it, I couldn't see the tree. I was the tree. So uh, in this painting, I have sort of an embryonic looking woman floating in the cosmos, the rings become the cosmos. And I have a really interesting, well, a fun story with this. This painting is four feet by eight feet tall. And so I was on the ladder up high, painting the stars and the nebula on the left side. And, you know, uh, I had some music playing in the background. My husband had just bought me uh, Andrea Bocelli's new CD and there was, he was singing in Spanish, this song, mm. Hermosas Estrellas. And, he, and I had it on repeat, I kept, playing it over and over again. I don't speak Spanish, so I didn't know what it meant, but the melody just, oh, it was so mm. moving. And, and uh, this little, uh, this man came in who did speak Spanish and I said, can you tell me what the song means? And he said, it means, you guys probably know, right? Beautiful stars. Right. <laughs> yes, beautiful stars. And, and how did I know that? That's the magical thing about dreams, really. And, and also, uh, I was standing back looking at this painting, and there was nothing on the right side. All the stars and the moon on the left side of the tree. And I thought, it, it, the composition is not balanced. Mm -hmm. I have to do something. And I was thinking about it. I went over to pick up my reference of this redwood tree that I printed off the internet. And uh, a... Uh, a spot of water had dropped, a drop of water had spotted or whatever. A spot of water had dropped. Yeah. It, it, it fell right on the, on the paper and the inks had, you know, bled into the shape that looked like a bird. 
right there next to the tree and I oh my god yeah that's the voice that's that's the dove so that completed the painting oh that's beautiful beautiful and so then uh, I went to the dark side for a while and uh, you know in my painting career was kind of like a hero's journey, I think. <laughs> and, you know, I just, I know where I'm going to go and I'm excited. I go on this great adventure, but then I start encountering inner demons and uh, the monsters along the way, like Joseph Campbell refers to. And uh, I had a dream that I was completely surrounded by these energies and it was pitch dark. I couldn't see anything. And I, it was, terrifying it was one of those dreams where I couldn't move I could not move I was paralyzed in fear and I screamed out I got enough energy to scream out my poor husband you know had to oh. hear this loud scream I hate you I hate you all and of course I I I wasn't free yet I wasn't free yet even though I gave myself permission to to do the thing that I wanted to do most to express my spirituality and everything and, and follow my bliss. Well, I still needed to go deeper into the shadow because I was not free from my inner demons. If, if I can interject something here again, either as a projection and or as a reflection, the, the experience of the expansiveness of the pictures, the paintings before and how you uh, how you became so, uh, it, in a sense, enraptured with all of that beautiful expression and very healing. And it, it's like, because of the expansion, the, the, the fears, the deep embedded anxieties that are inside of all of us, to some extent, mm -hmm. anyway, were frightened and we're now going to pull out all the stops to try, if it were me, to try to stop me from growing. And right. so I have these demons that show up, mm -hmm. which on one hand are spooky and scary and evil-ish. On the other hand, it's kind of like, look how far I've come, if mm -hmm. this were my dream. Look how far I've come, that I'm so deep that the deeper resistances that I don't even know existed, knew existed, suddenly right. are rebelling. And now it's like I'm facing my darkness. So as painful as it is, this is also a gift of going deeper into the cave of the unknowing. And as you said, it was a opposition of Saturn with Jupiter. And that mm. opposition is finding the balance, not mm. only focusing on one, but finding, bringing them both in and, and then finding where that balance point is, as, at least astrologically speaking. Yeah, wow. beautiful. And that's, and that's what the Jungians call tension of the opposites, finding the power of both and holding the paradox. And then also, the, the, well, that's why Jeremy always said, dreams come in the service of health and wholeness, not in the service of comfort and convenience. So there's some part of me that has to learn everything about my psyche, everything about, and that that's where wholeness truly comes from, accepting all parts, if it were me. And this, and this is living out in the waking world, 
it, it's not just, you know, a cliche. It's not just a dream. This is how to live more wholly to yeah. know all of our self. Yeah. It really helped to put faces to those energies mm. and, and they weren't so threatening after that. And mm. believe it or not, Royce, I, I have sold one print of this <laughs> because to a therapist. Oh. Who, it, it was very useful for her with her clients and their therapy. That's amazing. Yeah. That's it's kind of scary, you know, to have a, a painting like that on your wall, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so now we come to uh, Fall Into Fear, and it's a painting I'm very proud of. It's six feet tall by four feet, and uh, uh, it was a winner at the uh, Sonoma, California IASD art show in 2006. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it was, it depicts the dream that I had uh, the night after 9 11. And I waited for some reason to paint it. And what I'm finding out is that I just, that when, when it's right, I paint things and it sort of cre recreates the, uh, the subject matter mm. and it's appropriate for the time that I painted in 2006 I my life was deconstructing so it was important that I painted it at that time but uh in the dream I I'm in my bedroom and I hear coyotes mm. and it's dark and I go to a window at the foot of the bed and I'm sucked out and to this void pitch a dark void that's just a bottomless pit and I'm falling and falling you know the feeling that you have when you're uh, falling it's uh, excruciating and and I it was so painful that I I woke up in the dream I became lucid I I'm you know this isn't real I'm falling and the moment I did I stopped falling and just began floating and I sensed it was not just a void, but it was sacred space. Mm -hmm. And I yelled out, what is for me here? Mm -hmm. What is for me here? And I said it like three times, show me, show me. And uh, I didn't know, but actually uh, the, the word apocalypse means an unveiling. So I was asking for an apocalypse in a way. And, uh -huh. Uh, these big metallic disc, giant metallic disc with alien symbols start rolling up all around me. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I've never really quite understood how that fit with the mm -hmm. image of the, of the towers burning and falling, but it, it's kind of a dream that, that just keeps unfolding mm. more and more. Well, it very much looks like the energy of the tower card in the tarot deck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've lived with that image. It is a very powerful image to live with. And uh, it's taught me a lot about the tower. A lot. Yeah. Wow. And then this painting, uh, in the dream, I find myself in the spirit world. And I ask spirit for a name. I want a special name. And so spirit names me salmon mm -hmm. and, and they, 
they say, uh, spirit is they, and uh, they say, we name you salmon because you try so hard oh. and through your struggles, new creation is born. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, I feel myself as a fish swimming with thousands of other fish in the ocean. And I feel beneath me a big fish with my foot. Yeah. Not, not a fence. I'm like part human, part uh, fish. And, and so that's why it's depicted in the painting as a salmon with a foot. And uh, uh, the finger pointing, of course, spirit. It, you could sort of feel like you're chosen to do something. And, uh, you know, I feel like this is a, a, a good symbol for an artist because you do have to swim against the current and you do have to express things, ideas that are not popular and uh, it's treacherous and very competitive and, you know, and it's all about getting to that place where you can lay your eggs. So it's birthing something new, you know. Beautiful. That's a beautiful metaphor. I remember working on this dream with you and I remember being so fascinated about the fact that in, in my imagined version of the dream to be able to touch the other f fish with my human foot and feel the both and of being fish and human at the same time. We talked a lot too about the salmon of all wisdom and that shows up in, in a lot of the, um, oh, it, the myths of uh, the Celtic myths that, that, you know, so the salmon that we eat, if we eat it too early, we get the knowledge too early. That's where the, that's how the Fisher King is wounded. He eats the salmon too fast. And so I remember having that long discussion when we were working the dream and it's always stayed with me. And I've always remembered this, that image with the, the, that tact that that tactile feel of touching the foot fish with my foot <laughs> and and then also being swimming right. so it's like amazing it's just an amazing image right so what would that be like it feels shamanistic in a way like being mm -hmm. in two different worlds i i don't know and I, and what you said about wisdom that that's in native american traditions too and their stories so, and if i if it were my dream or my painting uh -huh. <laughs> and if i as the painter brenda uh my jupiter is in pisces and the, pisces is owned by the the fish or the the symbolism of pisces is the fish so it's all it's bringing all that symbolism oh. in as well oh that's a great angle too thanks for that yeah. wow this, this is amazing to glean so many angles on, on this particular image. And, and also the Christian imagery of fish. Of the, oh, that's right, that's the, right. The, yeah. the, the secret way of communicating by drawing the ichthys, yeah. the, the sign of the fish, so that there can be a support with other community members and to help people walk through danger. Wow, oh, that's... Love that. Thank you, Royce. And now we're, we're projecting you. on your paintings. <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> and here's more fish. <laughs> uh, in this dream, you can see the, the little uh, van there. This is Action News. Uh -huh. And all the people are on the shore. And this big uh, orca killer whale is the language of the dream. Uh, she comes out of the ocean. 
and uh, is speaking on camera. And she says that she's been pushing against Christianity for ages and finally gets uh -huh. to speak. And so this is all my stuff, you know, but it, it's the world stuff too. And, uh, you know, at the time that I painted this, there was the catastrophic oil spill in the Gulf and all that destruction to sea life. And that's what inspired kind of the, the amber, dark amber colors. And, uh, you know, for me, it's, uh, it was so wonderful to learn. For, I, I never knew this before until I started uh, being with dreamers that uh, our human history began with matriarchy. And uh, that then it became a patriarchy. And that's not really taught in any of the history books that I uh, studied. And of course, not the Bible. It starts with patri patriarchy. And so, mm. you know, there was something deep inside me, you know, yearning for that divine feminine to reemerge and um, that's one thing that I learned from the dreaming community and it helped me understand the images that were coming up in dreams. No wonder then that if it were my dream, I had dreams of these uh, demonic figures, these, in my words, introjects screaming at me because I'm pushing against the traditional flow and the capitalistic slash religious stuff of the world that it has uh, wounded the world and has wounded me hmm. and and that the oil spill is a symbol of of how capitalism and wounded religion right. work together for the destruction of our world right and and here and, and again this other piece it's such a there's such strong feminine energy in every one of these paintings I see. And I was just going to mention that, but you brought it up. It's like, yeah. yes, there is this power, matriarchal, feministic energy that is challenging and at the same time trying to heal, at the same time trying to rebirth. Mm. Right, right. In the world that I came from, uh, humans have the right to do anything they want with the planet. It's part of the Genesis account in the book the book of Genesis and the Bible that there was a mandate to go and have in subjection all the animals and everything so that it's free license to do anything that you want to the planet and I've always had that desire to live in harmony which I think is the divine feminine and you know so anyway that uh, that inspired this painting. Well, before we switch to the next slide, I just happened to notice, because um, I hadn't seen this painting up close for a long time, that there all of these religious artifacts are kind of cast onto the <laughs> onto the beach. I mean, there's a picture of Jesus, and then there's the are those like goblets or candlesticks or what's right behind below that? There? Part, that is very Catholic. I think yeah. it's chalices and you know right. from the altar and and a. Uh, uh, I think it's a cross with beads. Yeah, and then there's then there's some uh, 
like figures that are floating right in front of where the the whale is is it looks like um with a crown is that one of the of the wise men or something there <laughs> it looks yeah, it's like, one of medieval looking statues from very ancient churches yeah very cool there's a lot of detail there and i love how the whale is like actually appearing on the news <laughs> i right. love it <laughs> so great. You gotta love dreams. They have such wonderful images. Okay, let's see what the next yeah. one. Uh, and so this painting called Freedom Heart is the result of a hypnotic journey. Um, and actually, the, I was hypnotized along with 50 other people at a dream conference. Uh, and Deidre Barrett was the one who uh, did this amazing work and uh, guided us all. And in my hypnotic dream I went down under the ocean and I kept hearing this beat and I went to the like proverbial treasure chest and opened it and a, a red thing flew out and I followed it to as it burst through the uh, surface of the waters and it has uh, it had wings it was a heart with wings it had a veil and a crown too which I didn't know but has a uh, I did some research after, and that has some Islamic uh, roots and Christian roots, too. Wow. So, I don't know. You probably know more about that, Royce, than I do. But Well, only by what it drums up in me and the imagery. Uh, so yes to all of those. And the sacred heart is there, which is very Catholic. Yeah. Uh, and and. Uh, uh, what what I experience is the need to push against the wounded, distorted interpretation of faith, and this picture react uh, is, is like the end result. If this were my dream, this is where I go when I push against and I reform reform my yeah. myself. And this becomes very healing for me out of my depths, symbolizes by the ocean and yeah. my tears, my sorrow. And out of that, I'm reborn in this ocean of, of, of compassion and love and healing. Wow, beautiful. That's beautiful. I feel like it, uh, it, it caused a kind of a commitment in me and I kind of identify with mystics now, you know. Uh, Preach it, sister. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of, I, I really dig the mystics, you know, and uh, of any religion, that's, that's this, almost any re mainstream religion, uh, like Christianity or Islam or whatever they have, they're a group that is not so literal but soul driven or whatever so that's what i am now and it felt like i was in love and felt committed to that part of myself it was very healing it was very healing so this is a way in my dream that i've invented in, in a healthy way my own spiritual walk and i've combined all of the stuff that i've been through and i've also experienced something brand new and that's why i feel this great passion and love wow indeed that's so true 
And so the, the final uh, slide we have here is uh, of what I've done lately. I did this during my isolation, during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I painted a giant mural for the outside of my house. And how can you not feel happy looking at a field of, <laughs> of sunflowers and a close-up of, of one of the of the of the sunflowers? It's just so pretty. I love it. Makes me happy. It's, it's not dream-based, but it's dreamy. Yeah. <laughs> now, I enjoy gardening and, and you know looking at that with a glass of wine, of course. <laughs> and you told me you told me the other day that this uh, I remember you saying, but this is something I did just for me. Like this is the first time I did something just for me. I think that was beautiful. So oh, yeah. thank yeah. you. And, and again, it kind of grows out of the, the previous picture of me coming out of the ocean and feeling healed and restored. And now I'm painting something that is a waking life dream. Mm. And I'm placing it in my beautiful garden on this beautiful little cottage looking building. Yeah. And we also talked about how collectively now it, it, it's even more timely because of Ukraine um, having the, their national flower sunflower. So, mm -hmm. so this, this can And their colors, their colors are yellow and blue. Right, right. Beautiful work, Brenda. Thank you for sharing. Oh, and here's, and this is my studio, uh, like uh, with some of these paintings that we talked about. Mm -hmm. Almost all the paintings we talked about today have been worked at Billy's retreats, mm -hmm. and I'm so grateful for that because I love I most of the things that I paint uh, have many unconscious meanings, levels of meaning that I haven't even begun to explore. So I enjoy hearing insights from others i still remember it fall into fear towering over us <laughs> in, in the circle and i i would get a big glimpse of it every now and then and we all just sort of like we're you know in awe of this very large amazing painting it was incredible so and, and the fact that you were committed enough to bring it i thought that's that's a lot of effort so thank you for that oh. So yeah, she has a beautiful studio. Uh, Brenda always decorates her space really beautifully. Oh, and here we go. That's the last. And this is the, uh, the final slide. That's what I'm working on currently. One of my projects. Uh, this is a dream painting called "Gifted Child," and I want to focus on uh, uh, the inner child, which is in my dreams a lot, and uh, I, you know. I'm always like protecting the little child in my dream. Uh, but there are other other dreams that indicate that it's really more the child protecting me. Mm. And so that's kind of an interesting relationship. Uh, and I, I want to explore that more with more illustrations and dreams and stories. All right. Wow. Beautiful. I love how her third eye is just beaming out there. And she's got this incredibly intricate jeweled vest. It's so pretty. It's amazing. Cobalt yeah. blue. Yeah. The jeweled, my favorite color. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I have, a, I could share the dream with you if we have time. It's not very long. Yeah. Is that, that a dream that we could work? 
uh, as we draw to a close or shall we use a different dream to work? Well, my little uh, uh, snippet of a dream that I was going to share with you guys has a little girl in it. So, oh, very, yeah, and it's recent, so that might be good. Okay, I'm going to stop the share now. So I think we're, and there's Brenda's website, brendaferramontedreamart.com. If you want to see, if you're listening to this just via audio, please visit the website and you'll see these amazing images. Okay. And on the uh, podcast information will be Brenda's uh, contact information. Right, we'll add it. Okay. Oh, thank you. Thank you, guys. This was fun. So, so you had a, a dream snippet. Yeah, a dream. Oh, you want me to start? Uh, okay, I'll just, uh, it's just a very short dream. I'm in a building and there's a little girl in front of me. Uh, maybe four or five years old, kind of dishwater hair colored like the painting. And uh, she's looking at me with big eyes, a little bit, you know, apprehensive, like, like she might be ready to burst into tears. And I'm like, my arms are out toward her and I'm going toward her. And then I look and I realize that I'm extremely old. I've got real, I mean, more wrinkly than I am right now, real wrinkled skin and this long white hair, stringy hair hanging down and real long, flat, stretched out breast <laughs> that are almost hang on the floor. It's like, and I'm thinking, I'm so scary. You know, I can't, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna scare this child and that's how, uh, that's how the dream is. And Beautiful. and in the dream, I'm imagining myself as a dreamer. I have my arms outstretched for the little right. Oh, I realize I'm naked too. I'm oh. totally naked. I'm, uh, you know, I'm approaching this child as a real scary uh, looking hag, like a witch or something, I would say. So, so in the dream, I am this person. I am. I don't realize it at first. Mm -hmm. And as I stretch my arms out, I see that my arms are real, you know, like over a hundred years old, probably, and very, very old. Well, I have a huge projection on this, if I can go first. I, I, have, I have the great, the great advantage of seeing and hearing lots and lots of dreamers share their dreams. And lately, what's been coming up is the wise old woman. And, and for me, this is an archetypal energy, the wise old woman meeting the divine child within my dream. And she thinks that she's not, the, the, as the dreamer, I think, oh no, the little girl's gonna be scared of me. I'm so scary. Mm -hmm. These are two energies that need to come together. And, and I keep seeing it over and over again. And I heard you say, um, like I'm an old witch or something, right? I'm an old hag. And the and the the really sad thing is that this speaking of the patriarchy destroying the 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 feminine and suppressing it, this is one of the places where it shows up the most because this is a very um, honored position in a woman's life to become a crone, and crone means crown, 
And it means that I've reached that, that part of my life. I've gone through maiden, matron, and now I'm crone. And, and to, that's the, 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 the stage of my life as a woman where I can accept my sage-like wisdom and my multitude of, of experience and share it with others. As I've, I, my whole life, I've been taking care of, you know, if I'm a mother, I'm nurturing other, my children, taking care of others, husbands, mother, father, whatever. And then by the time I reach my crone years, it's time for me to, to fully own who I am and be and feel honored with my long flat breasts and my stringy white hair and my wrinkly crepe like skin because that because i've i've earned it that's my dream yeah that's probably egos egos view that that i need to uh, discard the the shocking part the appalling part right Right. Yeah. The ego is uncomfortable yeah. in my dream uh -huh. and so is going to break in to my dream with some waking life shame or guilt or something that and, and the dream is so uh, engaging and beautiful and affirming of young and old life for me. And as Billy said, I am having it's not just that I need to have these two come together. That is the dream. These are coming together. Mm. So there, there's always age and youth mixed together. And, and so this is all, also for me, kind of a rebirthing of myself and the world's self. It's kind of it reminds me of the tarot card, the, the last one, the fool. The fool is like how we start and then it's how we end. Yeah. It's emerging in old and new. And, and there, at least that's my understanding. <laughs> yeah, it's, you're right. It's like a circle. It goes back to zero again. Right. And there was a, there is and was a systematic approach from the patriarch to destroy and, 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 minimize this part of a woman's life and to and to characterize it as she's an old hag she's an old crone you know and and she could just like a witch you know all of these things that are and it's like wait a minute they there there's a, a so i would i would say part of as the dreamer one of the reasons why this this archetypal energy would come to me so clearly in my dream is that part of what i can do is to try to help switch that understanding of of when a woman's in her crone years it's really an honored and and revered position not an old hag to be discarded not an old witch to be dis dismissed or and it's because <laughs> most of most men uh, now this is a generalization so please forgive me uh, uh, current men excluded <laughs> current men excluded it that that a lot of a lot of men um are afraid of this particular stage of a, a woman's life because she, she we do become more powerful when we reach that that stage yeah so that is a powerful statement and uh, i i need to own my masculinity in this culture that that is at some level likely true for me too i'm afraid of that 
and 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 what is beautiful about this dream and the images of the whale in this other uh, dream and artwork is the pushback the powerful pushback against uh wounded masculinity wounded patriarchy that is oppressive and how at this stage in my life this needs to be challenged in new ways and mm -hmm. and I like that and i'm doing that the dream is saying i'm doing that and now i need to continue to find waking life avenues for me to do that and i won't be popular right the, because the resistances the anxieties the woundedness right. is all around us whether it's in the ukraine or whether it's on wall street or in our neighborhood church right the woundedness is pervasive right and, and there is that feeling that's sort of pervasive in all my artwork and dreams of being uh scary so this is scary <laughs> I don't want to dominate, but I've got to say this in, in, in with our friend Jeremy, who often said, when we have these kinds of dreams and we feel scared and we're overwhelmed because all of this stuff is pervasive, the dream doesn't come to simply frustrate us and say, look how awful it is and good luck with that. Yeah. There is a way. That's right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is a way to live out, even on the microscopic level, this new self and that it affects the other selves. It changes the universe a molecule at a time. Wow, beautiful. If it were my dream, mm -hmm. I'm, the images that came to my mind were, was the temperance card in the tarot, oh, which right. is about balance, balancing the old with the with the brand new and mer the merging of the two, it also reminded me of the the moon card, which is about that inconstant moon that or the, everything that uh, is rebirthed, as as Royce said, comes again, goes around, and but most of all, I, I loved uh, Billy's uh, reverence to the crone and our need to respect our inner crone or my need to respect my inner crone and as i move into my power in my wisdom years my revered years my honorable years i have so much to to offer so many years of wisdom to offer so i would use the dream as a, a reminder to to just em embrace all of it and put it all together in, an, in a new and uh, yeah, in a way that's not mainstream. It, because who wants mainstream? I, I wanna be my own unique voice, my own beautiful, powerful crone self. Yay. Thank you for that. Yay. Yeah, that gives confidence. I think this will definitely be an illustration in the book maybe the final one. Yeah. Yeah. That's And like I said before, it it's it's she's knocking on the door. Crone is knocking on the door because I keep seeing it in more dream after dream after dream. So there's some need to really embrace this and bring it back into a loving position in because she she's one of the archetypes and she needs and it's a such an important part of our life as as a woman for us to really own that. 
So the fact we that need I, to yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I, I was just saying, I need to see more images, positive images of the crone out there. So yeah. I look forward to seeing your Im new images, Brenda. Oh, thank you, Beautiful. Viviana. Beautiful. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. I guess wisdom is scary. It's been scary for me to, to discover that really deep wisdom that also includes the shadow. So, yeah, right. It's very freeing, though. Very freeing. Well, thank you for joining us, Brenda. I'm so glad you came and shared all your stories and your artwork. It's just amazing, as always. And it's really great to connect with you and to project a bit on your paintings and to project a bit on your dream. So thank you. <laughs> For coming today. Isn't, that, isn't that amazing how you can project on on artwork too just like you do on dreams i enjoy yeah. that always yeah i, I thank we, you for having me we've known each other a long time uh -huh. but not very deeply and today brenda it's like i have this whole new appreciation for the work you do and the gifts you give uh, to us and to uh -huh. our our world, our sleeping and our waking world. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Very kind. Yeah, Brenda, I've just am in love with your artwork. I, I'm a musician, so in a way, I'm a fellow artist, and I very much respect and love hearing about your process and how you came up with your wonderful images and how you're able to capture the dream and just put it on the paper. I just so respect and loved every single one of your images. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Very nice to be appreciated. <laughs> mm -hmm. oh. yeah. Well, Billy, do you want to talk about uh, the, the dream hotline? Yeah, I do. I want to be sure to mention it. Um, Royce and I thought it would be a great idea to offer a dedicated phone line for people to be able to call in and leave a snippet of a dream, some or a dream image that they're interested in learning more about. We want to hear it in your voice so that we can actually in include some of the audio in the podcast. So the number is 720-573-9195. So we'll also have that in the in the notes uh, for the podcast, but 720-573-9195. It takes a little while for the for the um, voicemail to pick up. So be patient. And then uh, you can leave a message around two minutes. Maximum is three. So so just yeah, keep that in mind as well. And, um, and to, if you want to for the go ahead. No, go well, ahead. and for the dream and for the dreamer to make sure they don't accidentally reveal some personal information about themselves or someone else. So we want to make sure it's a safe uh, leaving a message. That's very good comment. Yeah, for your conf for the confidentiality of anyone leaving a message, please only use your first name and don't use anyone else's name. Um, mm -hmm. That's a that's a good comment. Uh, so anybody wants to uh, contact me, I, I I'm at wakeuptoyourdreams.com. And I have um, two dream groups that run every month, two uh, in the evening on Tuesday nights and two on, on, uh, during the day on Thursdays. I'm also going to be part of the DreamWork Summit that, um, with the, the Shift Network. And the specific dates on that will be coming up soon. Um, and that, that's all I have to say right now. <laughs> and Royce, where may people contact you? Yes, uh, 
hopefully simply at roycefitz.com. And uh, I'm a spiritual counselor and dream worker and uh, peruse around my website and uh, feel free to reach out to me as well. So thank you. This has been an, an enriching experience. And Brenda, one last time, where can, may we contact you? Um, my website, brendafaramanidreamart.com. I know Faramani is difficult to spell, but if you Google dream art, and especially if you Google images, you'll see some of my images. And I am on Facebook. Uh, so easy to find me on, on Facebook, too. All right. Wonderful. Well, thank you all for joining us for this episode of the Healing Dreams Project with <laughs> Billy Ortiz and Dr. Royce Fitz. My name is Viviana. Our special guest today was Brenda Faramani. We will see you next time. Bye. Thank you.